I'm James Waller. I'm Marissa Hoskins. And this is the Teaching It Real podcast. And on today's episode of Teaching It Real, we were going to focus on the topic of diversity in education. And in order to help us talk about that, we've decided to bring on a special guest, friend of the show, friend of ours. Uh, she works at an international school in a leadership position. And currently, she's studying for her master's of education with a focus on diversity in education. Adriana Mahoney, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. We're really excited to have this conversation with you. We think you've got a lot of valuable insight to share. Uh, So the reason uh, we decided to do this episode is because we were just having a casual conversation the other day about uh, when we were growing up, all of our teachers, especially in elementary school, were all white. And uh, that was something that I'd never thought about before. It's certainly not something I paid a lot of attention to, but upon reflecting on it, definitely true. And it was true for all three of us. So why do you think that happens in education? Uh, That's a good question. I think there's definitely... There, there are a couple of reasons. Um, first, I do think that maybe at that point it was also access to education. Um, it could also be the population of the space that you're in. Um, unfortunately, when I was growing up, I did go to school in the GTA, so it was, you know, Canada's quite a diverse place. Yeah, so, so you would expect it, there to be more of a, a diverse teaching staff. At the absolutely, you, you would definitely expect more cultural diversity in in the GTA. It is something that Canada prides itself on. Um, It is, it is really hard to say why exactly. um, But I do think a part of it also is people seeing themselves in that profession. Uh, So the fact that you're growing up and you're not, you're in the classroom and you're not necessarily seeing teachers who may look like you, um, that might have, that might play into you wanting to pursue to become an educator. Um, Definitely when we're growing up, especially at a young age, uh, what we see is, or the, the community around us does shape our own personal identity. So that could be one of many factors. Absolutely. So you think it's kind of a cycle then of teachers, so of students then seeing their white teachers and that continues, white teachers then going into the profession as opposed to black students or other students from other ethnic minorities. Yeah, I would definitely say that would be part of it because even growing up, I didn't have any... Um, teachers from an Asian background either like the just diversity even in ability um, there just there wasn't a lot of diversity out there but I feel as a young child when you kind of start thinking about the professions you want to pursue a, a big part of it is kind of being inspired by those who are already in the field and it does help to see people who look like you or picture yourself in those roles. So uh, you said, obviously, you've been really successful in your career in education, um, and inspiration is a big part of that. So who inspired you? Who played a role in inspiring you to push forward with your education and go as far as you have with it? Uh, well, that, my grandmother. That's, <laughs> that's a good and easy question. Um, I actually, I was born in Canada, but I, was, I moved to Jamaica quite young at like six months. Um, so I guess I was sent more than moved. <laughs> Um, but I lived with my grandparents for the first uh, for the first few years of my schooling. So my grandmother was actually the principal of my primary school um, in Jamaica, and just kind of seeing the effect that she had on her community and the role that she played with her teachers, her students, and just the community as a whole was incredibly inspiring, and that really stuck with me. Um, and then on top of that, when I went to my first school in Canada. Um, even though I didn't have any teachers of color, my principal was actually a black man. Um, so that would be two back-to-back um, principals of color that I experienced at a very young age. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, so very early on, I was like, yep, I want to do that. 
I want to yeah. be in education. Uh, so that was that was wonderful. So you really feel that seeing that people in the profession was what led you to choose it. So do you think had you not had that exposure, do you think you might have chosen a different career path? I don't think it would have been sparked so early. Like I do love education. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a passion. It's something that I hope to be a part of for the rest of my life. So it's it's really hard to say. I would say it's definitely one factor. I think with these things, it's really there are a ton of factors that lead you to where you are. But I would say at an early age, yes, having people who look like me was probably the first thing to make me at least start thinking about it. So uh, once you decided to go into education, you started uh, pursuing your career in education. Uh, did you find that there were any barriers for you as a black woman? And maybe sometimes it's hard to tell uh, if there's a barrier in your way. Um, I don't know. But was there anything that stood out to you as being more challenging or more difficult for you personally? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is teaching it real, Adriana. So I guess overtly, maybe, uh, well, I guess my very, very first experience, I'm going to go actually even before getting into education from the very beginning, because in order to get into teacher's college and get into education, Mm -hmm. you need to, you know, make it through. There's a progression. So the first step, of course, was um, when I had first gone to my first uh, school in Canada, I had a very strong Patois accent, which is the language, arguably the language that we speak uh, in in Jamaica. And they were not adamant about putting me in ESL because they thought her accent is so strong. Like, Just because of an accent? Because of an oh. accent. Because, you know, coming in. Um, That's so shocking. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was funny because I think the, the Jamaican curriculum, um, quite so much the British one as well, but it's very, it's actually almost... I would say advanced, but in terms of mathematics, uh, reading, writing, yes, it was—it's it's definitely ahead of what they were teaching in Canada at that time. Uh, so, so you were beyond the skill set that right. you were being taught. A hundred percent. They were completely being prejudiced because of the accent. Because of the accent. So my mom being my mom and my dad, uh, they pushed. They were like, no, absolutely not. You have to test her. You have to test her. You have to awesome. test her. Um, and reluctantly, they ended up testing me. And they were like, oh, well, actually, I th- we think she can move ahead of grade. Oh. And my parents were like, no, no, she's <laughs> fine where she is. But it's just more so to prove a point that she is more than capable um, and I think that was the, right out the gate, right? And I think my parents from that point were like, you know, anywhere you go, you need to remember that you do need to work twice as hard. And unfortunately, you do need to prove yourself. And I kind of went with that work ethic. And from that point, nothing overtly. But with that said, you know, when I would end up in teacher's college or end up in university, I was still always one of two, one of three, which didn't really add up to our community population so a part of me does wonder you know what barriers were other people running into and which barriers did I surpass that I did not even notice you you know your parents were really strong advocates for you so you do wonder if you had other students in the same position that didn't have that strong support system how that would impact them right so that's really amazing that your parents were championing for you I definitely think that that was another factor yeah. And definitely a, a, another credit to the fact that we should be pushing to have more diverse staff of teachers, because if there had been somebody there that was more familiar with Patois or the dialect or the accent, you know, they probably would have challenged that right out of the gate. And it wouldn't have come to your family. It would have been on the teaching staff Absolutely. often as it should be. Right. Uh, but because there wasn't that knowledge, there wasn't that experience, uh, there wasn't that diversity. You had to go through the challenge yourself with you and your family. 
Um, what about, uh, that was you as, as a youngster. What about you as an adult in the field of education? Do you find now that you're successful, you're working, you've got a leadership position, do you still encounter things uh, because of who you are? Now it's really getting real. <laughs> it's teaching it real. Keep it real. Teach it real. Uh, I will say that, um, you know, I do have a lot of conversation with other minority teachers, and I will say that, you know, where I work currently, I'm very blessed to have a working staff that um, does appreciate diversity and that um, I've, I've never felt any, any sense of racism or, you know, overt challenges because of the color of my skin. Um, I would say I've definitely had very interesting <laughs> experiences, uh, maybe just from people not knowing and not having that experience. But to be honest, it's been... And it could be things from like people randomly thinking it's okay to touch my hair, which is, you know, odd. It's like, don't do that. Like, I know it's like different and wacky to you, <laughs> but you know, so little things like that, I, I will notice that difference because I am quote unquote different. Um, and maybe things that people will say or um, resources that they'll offer, they usually always tend to be surrounding uh, like slavery or racism and it's like you know i do read and i'm interested in other <laughs> things as yeah. well um so like little little things little comments here and there um assuming assumptions of where i'm from you know so things like that can be really interesting um but to but no to be honest i don't think i've really experienced it um like direct racism head-on which is fantastic because i will say talking to other a minority teachers that hasn't been their experience um yeah and sometimes to be honest too the students as well sometimes i had very interesting experiences with students that i realized they haven't been exposed to diverse right. educators um so being conscious of where the background of and what the kids are being taught at home right in terms of their experiences yes. and their exposure with ethnic minorities yes and what they've experienced so far like sometimes i'll probably say i see a bit more barriers with my students at times not always um but at times uh so it's it's noticeable but it hasn't been anything that's really held me back and to be honest every time i do come into contact with an odd comment or discomfort i never shy away from it or feel terribly bad i kind of look at it as a moment to to talk as about it. Moment, yeah, right? as a teachable as moment to talk right? about it as an educator. And I look at it vice versa as well because also being um, in an international school and having so many students from different backgrounds, I love asking them questions. Like when I first came here, I didn't Absolutely. know much about, you know, Korea and Japan and China and the differences between the cultures. And my, to myself, I was, you know, quite ignorant uh, with a oh, lot of so, so it was great to ask these questions mm -hmm. and to learn from my students. At the same time, if they were unsure or making mm -hmm. assumptions, I took that opportunity to share yeah, as well and kind of seeing what your shared experiences are with your students and different and and just seeing how cross-culturally we are have so many similarities in our experiences yeah. um, so in your studies for your master's program uh, you've been looking into diversity in education um, please tell me that we are making some progress and uh, how are we doing in the field of education and uh, sort of embracing diversity in both our, our student populations, our hiring practices, uh, in the way students are admitted into uh, elite schools and colleges. How are we doing in education maybe compared to other industries in terms of diversity? Um, well, there is a huge discrepancy in terms of 
the diverse population of our of, of our students um, compared to that of our teachers, um, and it's it's massive. You know, I can see it, I can feel it, um, and it's I can o I also read about it in text as well. So you know, going into the West, you see um, our population is maybe forty percent students who are come from cultural from a diverse cultural background, um, and your teaching population is maybe 10, 20. Um, I even you know, can say that here, as comfortable and as wonderful as I feel at my current school, um, in our entire section, I am one you know, from, my, from my own cultural background. We do have a culturally diverse staff, more so than yeah. I think a lot of other international schools, um, but I don't think we're anywhere close to kind of where we need to be in terms of giving our students an opportunity to not only see teachers who look like them, but also to learn um, from 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 different people and to see strength in diversity, you know, it's something that's important. Yeah, it really brings your story full circle back to your experiences as a kid and what you went through coming into the Canadian education system, even in a place as diverse as Toronto, to now what you do for a living and, and what you're studying and what you're pushing for. So on that note, what do you think we can do as teachers in terms of, you know, creating awareness, combating diversity issues within the classroom amongst the staff and with the students as well? In terms of awareness, um, I think it's important to have the conversation um, and to comfortably have the conversation, for it not to be taboo, for uh, to not be afraid to be uncomfortable. And even when somebody were to accidentally say something offensive to not immediately get offended but maybe share you know why that might be taken yeah. away and also encourage others to do the same uh, so for example I had a friend who was looking for a background for their Twitter profile and she was like oh like what do you think of you know all the students in my background photo mm -hmm. and I was like it's great it's an awesome photo but they're all white maybe we can have a little bit of diversity in there and you know saying things yeah. like that out, out loud and having those conversations well I know you and I have had so many conversations because yeah. you know as a as as a white teacher with blue eyes I haven't experienced a lot of the things that you have and I think you and I as good friends have yeah. shared so many of these conversations about diversity and you know you having those conversations with you is really alerted me to so many issues that I probably just had no awareness of and was mm -hmm. really ignorant to and that is so and that's been really eye-opening for me to really see what um, what things that you have gone through in your life related to this and and translating that into the classroom in terms of what our students are going through. Right. And that's the thing as well. I think it's uh, it's also important for people. I know with you, Marissa, you always kind of receive that well. And it's always an open conversation because at the end of the day, it's really about our students. Mm -hmm. So whereas I may not have a lot of students who necessarily look like me, um, there definitely is. There's so much diversity. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm aware of that. And it, you know, I know that our teachers are aware of that. So when we have our conversations, we're really thinking about uh, the cultural diversity of the kids that we have and our classroom mm -hmm. um, and we're just ready to to put them first absolutely well we can't thank you enough for your time today and coming and sharing your insights into this uh, please do check Adriana out on Twitter uh, she does share uh, what she learns what she does in the classroom really some amazing stuff it's at Adri underscore Mahoney on Twitter 
you can follow Marissa and I. Of course, our Twitters are in the description below. We'll put Adriana's in the description for this episode as well, so you can check her out. Uh, please remember, this is a new podcast. We want to hear from you. We want to have you on if you have something to share on Teaching It Real. Uh, so please do leave us a comment, leave us a review, give us a subscribe, and uh, always keep teaching it real. Thanks, Adriana. Thanks for having me. Thank you.